Good evening. I'm Zach Powers. Your usual host, the ghost of Christmas Future, was fired after refusing to stop using the show as a platform to remind people of their own inevitable deaths. This week, the long, costly Iraq war has finally come to an end, as the last American troops exited Iraq and moved into Kuwait, costing over $800 billion and 4,500 American lives, plus over 100,000... You know how we can make that money back? Painting a mural. It's a life day miracle. Oh, Christmas is fantastic in the morning. And Christmas is fantastic in the evening. But Christmas is the most fantastic in the afternoon. Oh, Christmas is really... And I love Christmas dearly. Don't you know that Christmas is really fantastic? You know it is. It really is. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the First World Privilege Hour. Uh, As always, I am Zach, old men slash Wookiees on acid trips, powers. With me as always are Brian, $3,000 in debt, Flynn. Drachmas, please. And Pat... Needs a drink like he needs a hole in the head, Mada. I love B. Arthur. Lovely. I, you know, I can't deny it anymore. Come, Were you we're... denying it in the past? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest. Well, there you go. You'll be honest. Okay. That was barely um... a pun. <laughs> Sounded the same, it added was... a silent letter. It was barely a pun. Yeah, puns well, are already I've, awful enough I've without them being to, uh, outdo you. indiscernible from <laughs> from normal speech. Yeah, yeah. Christmas okay. time. It is a time of Xmas. Love things. The X stands for extreme. Starring Vin Diesel. Family. <laughs> cakes. Many cakes. cakes. So um, many, so many Christmas cakes. I can't even begin. To... More familiar with pie. As a Christmas staple. Cake or pie? Let's settle this. Goose. Because I think I might go pie. The gander. Goose and gander. There's gooses, ganders. Soot. Uh, It's a great time to yell down at boys about what day it is. (laughs) Dickensian orphans, definitely. You there. What day is it? It's January 17th. (laughs) You missed it. You blew it. (laughs) How long have I been asleep, boy? (laughs) Took a lot longer than I I expected, actually. I I would have thought it three days at most, but... Is, is tomorrow Christmas? <laughs> Have I been also, in the coma, boy? <laughs> by any chance? I mean, I, I don't want to change myself for a whole year. We've assumed that house was haunted for about 14 years, Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> oh, all of my friends are dead. I see. Uh, well, then, I will uh, um, get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> I got less English as time went on. Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman played Scrooge. This year Tim I, Robbins, I'm, I in, I'm embarking on a new enterprise that I call Second Christmas, where I don't know exactly what I want yet in some situations, so I'm going to wait for everything to go on sale and then just have a second Christmas. Like, I'm embarking on a new enterprise that I call Christmas Murder. <laughs> I'm embarking on a new enterprise where dogs bark Christmas carols. Well, we all have a lot going on. It sounds genius, I gotta be honest. <laughs> it It like, is not my idea, and it is not genius. You just add a dog to anything and you can market it. Because like, people buy all kinds of dumb shit for their yeah. dogs. 
Roller, dog, um, roller skates for dogs. Hula hoops for dogs. Books on tape for dogs. Cat food for dogs. Think about it. Uh, old business, dog business. I guess we have the Tontine this month. Uh, the Tontine is exempt for Christmas reasons. Yeah. No Tontines on Christmas. That's what Jesus said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to respect Jesus's wishes. Golden rule. Because he, he died was, on Christmas, he did so. have a, he had a tontine with all of his all of his. It's um, kind of unfair for Jesus to have a tontine. Yeah, all of his disciples. <laughs> well, there was a couple. There was three yeah, days. You guys want to put some money on this? <laughs> there were three days where the disciples were like, "Yes, one step closer to the big cash and reward." And then he came back, and they're like, "What the hell? This isn't even the rules." We were Come like, on. "Yeah, they were like that is not allowed under yeah. our tontine." And then Jesus was like, Psych. "Look at the small print that I've included." <laughs> is Jesus, then, the crypt keeper. <laughs> He came back from the dead, so yeah. yes. In a way, isn't Jesus the crypt keeper? And that's why we know Jesus is the god of trickery. Came down with the cross and high five a, a centurion with a severed arm. Yeah. Every time Ooh. someone is pilfered out of their savings, Jesus is there. Cackling or... and making puns. Yep. Yep. Anytime someone is tricked into going to a comedy show that they won't enjoy, Jesus is there. Speaking of... <laughs> Segway? We have comedy shows. Always Later the second Monday of the month. Rooster and Moon. We Rooster also, and Moon. I'm going to say that um, in a manner that is understandable. Rooster and Moon. Um, we also Benny have... Benny and June. We also have many, many other things going on. Yeah, we're very Brewers important. Brewers and Poon. Um, eh, yeah. Cut sound, that bit out. Sound mic boom. Tiny Tunes. <laughs> typhoon. Yeah, Japanese typhoon. Singing a croon. Singing a croon. <laughs> Peter O'Toole plays a loon. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That'd be a Ra- good segue. The master of the segue over here. Yeah. we'll break. My... We'll break that out as our segue. Uh, okay. Let's let's. Do we talk have any about... more old business to take care of, or do we want to take care of that later? Uh, wait, I have I have to issue. Mm-hmm. I have to issue apologies. Christmas is the time for apologies. Mm-hmm. 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 We all know that Jesus apologized for his trickster ways. The twelve is, steps of Christmas, <laughs> which is why Jesus is also the, the god of apologies. Of He's the god of tricks and apologies. <laughs> What's a good trick without an apology afterwards? The uh, the Vikings knew it. I would like to first note that the Michael Moore, who was assistant director for the Indiana Jones film, was a different dude named Michael Moore, and not the documentary filmmaker Michael Moore. It's a very specific last name, so which that thought crossed and my first mind. name, but he's I, the same first and, and last yeah. name, and he's in film, so I would say this Michael Moore is less. I don't know about his Moore's, weight or say, his... it's another pun, Christmas pun. It's possible uh, he's morbidly this Michael Moore constantly is being confused with Othello, and if he is morbidly uh, overweight, we respect him and give him our best wishes because, as we know, Christmas is a time for obese people. Yeah, absolutely. It's a time for even skinny people to become more obese. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the god of obesity, obesity. tricks, and apology. Yeah. So the harvest. <laughs> um... He's actually the only one they got in that pantheon. Yeah. So I guess he has to cover everything, including but not limited to right. tricks. I'm Jesus. Apologies. I am the god of agriculture, dog and wine, and also lost sailors. Um... <laughs> If you have any questions, yes. leave me a message. He's Don't assume I know your number. <laughs> leave it at the beat. Zoology. Um, um, nice. 
I mentioned Glenn Close being in Angels in America. She's not. It's Meryl Streep who plays Ethel Rosenberg. They're kind of similar looking, but mm-hmm. Glenn Close was in Hook. Meryl Streep's better at acting. Or she played a man. I also like to acknowledge that my suggestion is Louis C.K. as a Oscar host was stupid. He wouldn't do it, and he would be weird doing it. He However, we weird. should have mentioned Stephen Colbert because I think he would have made an yeah. even better Oscar host than John Stewart because he's more of a showman. That's true. I also like to apologize on Brian's behalf for saying there were 44 presidents when there were only 43. Would you like to apologize? To be on fair, Brian's behalf I was counting our secret president for life, Arthur Ashe. So right, the Illuminati president. Yeah. Do you want to apologize for anything I did? Just general apology. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> sorry throw, for existing, everyone. Yeah. yeah, dragging dragging things down. Um, Pat's share of oxygen could have gone to someone else. Sure, sure. Probably this whole oxygen shortage situation has gone on far yeah. long. Every meal he eats, he robs a Nicaraguan child of. Literally, robs a Nicaraguan child. Of. I go to Nicaragua, and I'm just like. Boy, give me that. And it's then... because it's actually part of his, his... You're like, boy, what day is it? <laughs> Not dinner day. It's Wait. actually part of Pat's... Take his fucking pita. Everyone loves dinner day. It's pita? actually part of Pat's mission. His um... insert ethnic food here, Okay, so they're starving, but they get turkey wraps, I guess? I don't know. He's he very... Goes... That's why he's starving, is because he's so fucking picky. Well, no, the reason he's starving is because... The church keeps on sending missionaries on their mission to Nicaragua, and because they believe in Jesus, they trick the Nicaraguan children out of their meals. (laughs) And that's why there's so much starvation. It's missionaries stealing food through trickery, as Jesus would. We're here to spread the good word about Jesus. There's a bean under one of these cups. (laughs) As Jesus famously said, we now have enough loaves and fishes to feed me like 20 times. (laughs) Bro, let's have a party. (laughs) Party bro. Uh-huh. Jesus. Jesus. Party bro Jesus. Sipping on that crystal. Let alone fact, Jesus started Crystal. Was That's originally announced. Yes. Originally pronounced Christall. It's yep. good. It's good. It's Delicious. Solid. Speaking Just, of Jesus, okay. Thomas Kincaid. Yeah. Um, um, let's talk about the you, movie. I know you viewer are saying who's that, Thomas Kincaid? Is he some kind of kink fetishist? He's got kink right in the name. Kink Aid? Did he start a porn star shop called Kink Aid? Is he the founder of Gatorade? Is he a huge wouldn't make asshole? Much sense. Yes. Uh, one of these is true. Yeah. Yes. It's the last one, probably. The one that's um, the most... Uh, if you're not familiar with the work of Thomas Kincaid, painter of light, registered trademark, Thomas Kincaid is registered a... trademark. He's a light magician. In a way. Uh, he is a mass market painter. Uh, you may have seen... His store in your local shopping mall, spelled M-A-U-L. That is not a thing or a place. Yeah, well, it's capitalism. It's a commentary. Um, oh, shit, commentary. Uh, really? We all know that Christmas is not the time for commentary. Jesus no. hated commentary. Yeah, I, that's the one thing he wasn't I the think god you're of. Com- <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he left that to Charlie Rose. But Thomas Kincaid is... Pretty much the joy of suburban mothers everywhere with his family-friendly Christmas fair. He's like Norman Rockwell sans it's the just edge. Paintings of old buildings with snow on them and lights and lights old in the windows. Towns and somebody. There was that um, one weird one where there was the masturbation basically picture. That real was, America, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, real he America. went through his blue period. Sure. Yeah, real Americans. 
Real he, America, but it's not really real America. It's like old timey America. Real America right. is all. It's an America that never really existed. ugly looking houses and WalMarts. He yeah. does not paint WalMarts. He doesn't. Man, paint it's like Christmas has gotten so like corporate. Like it's just about you know everybody's so materialistic. What did I just say do, about Jesus hating commentaries? No, I'm just saying every time Christmas comes oh, around, wait. there's a bunch of people who are like, it's so materialistic. And then I want to say that's the only good thing about Christmas is getting stuff. Jesus is the God of asinine ramblings and stupid points. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I'm covered in that respect. Yeah. Just up on the cross, he was like, you know, guys, there might be no <laughs> conclusion. <laughs> I don't know. And Thomas Kincaid, in addition to being a Xerox painter, is kind of branched out. As uh, the Messiah. He has a town, actually, in California, he branched modeled out after into, his paintings. Yeah, into, into having towns um, made after made in his own image. Yes. And getting arrested. Yet for DUI and for peeing on a statue of Walt Disney while allegedly just screaming out, You like that, Walt? Not a joke actually happened. Thomas Kincaid, jealous of Walt Disney's success. Walt Disney also has a town made in his image. Classic rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> They're like the only two people I could even think of that is like, I'm going to build a town that's me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's just... Once Walt becomes uncryogenically frozen, Thomas Kincaid, Walt Disney, that is how the world will end. Yeah. An epic battle. <laughs> Ragnarok. Uh-huh. Where Thomas Kincaid will play the part of Loki. Yep. And Walt Disney, Thor. Yeah, that'll be a... Uh... As we all know, Thor hated the Jews. And I, yeah, I can only assume anti-Semitism is going to run I, wild in this. Uh, yeah, no, Thomas Kincaid, I, I not can specifically he anti-Semitic, but he's incredibly, incredibly Christian. Yeah, he he has which lends he, itself to anti-Semitism. He's distasteful I think. enough to be anti-Semitic. One of the many jewels in the. You were shaking your head at that, Zach. Like. Anti-Semites. Well, it sounded like a pun a little bit. You're like Jewel. I'm sure you could be anti-Semitic and carry yourself with class. Wow. Um, <laughs> feel like right. I should issue an apology. That's for the next episode, I guess, <laughs> where we talk about Schindler's List. I'll just say um, a lot of villains in movies that carry themselves with a lot of class. I have to assume they're anti-Semitic. You assume all villains are anti-Semitic. Yeah. Hans Gruber's a classy dude. He's German. He's evil. <laughs> now you're just assuming that all Germans are anti-Semitic, though. The yeah. Gremlins. I happen to have. Uh, Gremlins are anti-Semitic, though, to yeah. be fair. Mm-hmm. And Meredith some of them are really dimly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, She's she had the click, the, the Jew click. She put all the Jews into it. Yeah, click. she put everybody in categories, enough to put people who like dinosaurs in categories. And she really dislikes them because when she tries to put Jewish people into a click, they really hate being sorted for some reason. <laughs> So, and serial numbered they and don't categorized. Care for it. And, <laughs> no, I think they've had bad experiences. <laughs> Poor taste in their mouth from that one, I think, and lungs, yeah, etc. Yeah, uh, but um, they just have their another gobble man. And she Shevins. called their table in the cafeteria the ghetto. So. <laughs> There's um, this movie, yes. that uh, that Thomas Kincaid inspired, but also Auto- produced, ostensibly and, uh, autobiographical movie called. Thomas Kincaid's The Christmas Cottage, starring television's Jared Padalecki. What's uh, he from? Like Gilmore Girls. Oh, yes, Gilmore Girls. And a number of movies. Gilmore Girls. He's basically just an underwear model that they point at moving Uh, camera. Also starring Marsha Gay Harden. I like her. Chris Elliott. I like him. One Mr. 
Peter O'Toole. And, uh, yeah, this is Peter O'Toole's... Hollywood um, classic favorite guy. You know. Hollywood loves... classic favorite guy, Peter O'Toole. Who they kept in a shed. Yeah. You may remember him. He, he lives in a fucking barn Get this entire back movie. In the barn. You may remember him as Lawrence of Arabia or one of the best films ever made. Just in case you were wondering who's Peter O'Toole, one of the few <laughs> remaining true acting stars. Yeah, he's the guy that showed the Oscars who looks like he doesn't know where he is anymore. He does look like a mummy, like he's halfway to mummy. One yeah. of his parents was a mummy. And the other one was just a regular guy or girl. I don't know which parent was the mummy. His next movie is a B feature about being halfway to mummy called Mum's the Word. Uh, Starring Peter O'Toole. Starring Peter O'Toole, (laughs) Leighton Meester, uh, Blake Shelton, and all of Maroon 5. Blake Shelton is a... uh... Kind of, oh, no, wait, no Bla- I meant Blake Shelton. You did mean Blake Shelton because he's on The Voice. I actually did mean Blake Lively, yeah. but I'm just going with it because that's improv, s- you know? Yes, and. Well, we were just talking about Blake Lively and Leighton Meester in the yeah. category of people with weird names. It also stars Hannah Montana, but not Miley Cyrus. Right. Get Miley Cyrus. Finally. It's actually Tyler Perry <laughs> as Medea as Hannah Montana. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Oh. And it's called Mums the Word is a musical. Okay. Tyler Perry presents. A high school musical. Patent Tyler, pre- Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Where plays a high school student who's becoming a mummy <laughs> like Michael J. Fox and Teen Wolf. It's called Tyler Perry's Mums the Word. Fourteen four colored girls who for whom the rainbow is not enough. Based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> and the James Bond movie The World is Not Enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, In the 1934. How are we not making this movie? So, uh, well, you know, we don't have much of a plot yet. <laughs> we did just make All it right. now, but we, we open have on, more that we, we open on every day. Christmas cottage. We open on an everyday teen played by Peter O'Toole with heavy CGI to cover up his <laughs> horrible, horrible like, His wardrobe is CGI'd in. He's wearing a backwards uh, It's cowl. CGI'd enough it's that he... It's the first day um, of junior year of he school. He's less... popular. He's on the lacrosse team. He's got the girl. Everything's going great. The girl played by either Leighton Meester or Hannah Montana. Or Maybe Oliver both Rood of them lust after five. him. He's the king of the school, much to the chagrin of rival Jared Padalecki. Right. Uh-oh, it's Egyptian tour day. It's, it's time, time to go to, to the Egyptian Uh-oh. wing of the museum for... A field trip. While there, he wanders into a forbidden wing of the museum, taunted by an old man. Played by Gilbert Godfrey. Played also by Peter O'Toole. Played also played by Peter O'Toole. It's an image of what is to come. It's like a multiple roles. So he taunts him into a forbidden wing of the museum. Why is a forbidden mummy zone? He goes into the mummy zone and is bitten by the mummy. Gummed, more accurately. Mummy, yeah. played by Peter O'Toole. Can there be a Kenny Loggins song called I Went to the Mummy Zone? Yeah. Instead of the Danger Zone. Uh, I, think like, that, I think that's up to Kenny I think Loggins. Danger Zone can also work, because mummies are dangerous. Also, uh, his mother is played by Tyler Perry. Matthew Broderick vehicle, the mummy, and mummy returns, and the Scorpion King. His We're mother, his of, mother uh, and most Brendan of the Frazier. other students in the school Same are played thing. by Tyler Perry. True. The school itself also played by Tyler Perry. The door is just his open mouth, and we CGI Peter <laughs> O'Toole and the students walking into it. It's like Alice in Wonderland where that doorknob is. This is starting yeah. to sound kind of scary. <laughs> no, no, it's in a, it's a terror vision. No, he has to win the lacrosse game using his newfound mummy skills. Yeah. 
not as useful as werewolf skills in Teen Wolf. Yeah, um, it's true. Teen Wolf mummies TV mainly series, just decompose, but yeah. very slowly, so as to not be effective. We should really get to talking about Christmas Cottage. I don't think we need to. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's it's classic in the it, end when he uses right. sarcophagus lid to catch the lacrosse ball and swing it into the lacrosse goal. Right. The, well, okay, is that the, how it works? The, uh, yeah, it's close enough. Right. Uh, okay, the Christmas cottage. It starts out with, with he catches Thomas. it like an urn that they keep his heart in. <laughs> it, it starts all the out, while screaming crypt keeper like puns. Yeah, you've Anyways. got to earn respect. Anyways. Jared Padalecki um, tries to sabotage the prom, but um, the blood that he pours on the mummy only makes him stronger. Right. Also, Peter O'Toole's mummy becomes telekinetic, and then everyone throws tampons at him, a la Carrie. Yeah, but I with think the beginning I covered and that. All mixed up. I think I covered that with the blood at the prom joke. I think I got the There's Carrie. Been a lot reference. of blood at proms. Yeah, it, it could have been historically. It could have been Breakfast Club. It could have been Bratz the movie. All those classic pouring blood at some on somebody at the prom scenes. Speed. Naked Gun 33 and a right. third. How many movies ben are we listing movies for? Um, I think we are. We opened, it could have been Mums the Word. We open on a Thomas Kincaid riding a yeah. motorcycle with a sidecar in 1978, I think. Seven. 1977? Close enough. Again, There's not a... to be confused with Lawrence of Arabia, which also opens on a person riding a motorcycle in the past. We also um, have a world-weary narration. Thomas Kincaid's character is going back to his hometown of Placerville on Christmas break. He's studying art at Some Berkeley, nice which is a devil's images. place. Peter O'Toole lives in a barn. Tim is Co- Thomas Kincaid. Or a dark zone. Yeah. He lives in a shadow between life and death. Thomas Kincaid's mentor taught him everything about painting, but he forgot when he went to Berkeley. So now... Forgot painting is about... He kind of... Heart and living in a dark zone. He kind of, in air quotes, taught him everything about painting because he taught him just stupid, simple catchphrases like, paint what's in your heart. And like shit like that. I clearly have a number of diseases that are slowly (laughs) killing me. They'll be slowly revealed over the course of this film. Yeah, the way I described it is Peter O'Toole mumbles in the dark to no one and is allegedly brilliant, but there's no proof of this at all. I have to assume... All of his lines sound like they're not even adapted, just taken directly from, like, chicken soup for... The dying painter's soul. And based yeah. on the way the character is delivered, I assume the past year while he was away, the other character was away at Berkeley, was just in scientists injecting him with every disease they could find, like mm-hmm. some kind of human incubator, <laughs> to see which diseases counteract other diseases. There and was a brief time where he was actually Bane. That was weird, when he was Bane for a while, and yeah. fought the Batman. I will break you with art. Etc. Much less effective than Bane's normal method of breaking people, his knee. Right. Um, he's just like one of those, the villains from Arkham. He's like one of those old people where he's like, you can go to hell. And he's so old and decrepit that you don't even take offense. You're just like, ha, he's a character. And he's, you're just like, when you're head, you're like, I know you're going to die before me. So, so you don't, meet you there. You I don't can, take offense. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy being spunky. How about that spunk? You don't understand um, the colors. He's old. That's how we do um, refer to them. It's, you know, but, it's speaking their language. Uh-oh. What's wrong in Placerville? Placerville. Nothing. Isn't it a placid place? Not really well, anything is wrong with it. It should be, but Thomas Kincaid's mom is deep in debt on her oh, house Oh, yeah. Page. She owes big money to the mob Apparently, or she forgot that you need to pay money for uh-huh. things. She owes 
a lot of money on her house. Tons. An insurmountable amount? Well, I'm going to say it, and... Let's guess. Okay. Let's play a game audience, with Pat and I guess. Audience, before we'll we reveal do, like, the actual amount, right type of, make sure you yeah. swallow your drink so I'm you gonna, don't spit it all over your you're computer. You're going to want to sit down. Pat and, I get, Pat and I will guess, and then you'll reveal the actual okay, figure. So okay, so it's, okay. it's a mortgage. She's laid on her she's, mortgage. She's really deep yeah. in debt, right? Yeah. Big okay. like, it's. I'm going to say... It's immediate. $80,000. $80, okay. okay. I'm going to say she has stolen and lost 65 Fabergé eggs. I think you're both under. The amount she owes on her house is $3,150. And like six. You mean 3,150 drachmas? <laughs> yes. We'll get to that later. We'll get to the drachmas later. Drachmas play a big role in this. Sorry, yeah. Ed. But, um, it's but, too tempting. Yeah. So she owes, you know, an amount of money you could make in a couple of one months at a minimum wage job. Yeah. But she doesn't do jobs. She, any money that she used oh. to had, she gave away. Yeah. Just because. She loaned it out to the neighborhood without getting payment back, which, which is, is just not a lot. It's not loaning, that's like, just giving away yeah. your money. And nobody else in the neighborhood seems nearly as destitute as she does without yeah. a job and being $3,000. Well, all the other people in like, the neighborhood have jobs as far as yeah. I can tell. They have yes. jobs and dead relatives. Yeah. She's just like, oh, do you need money? No, here's money. Oh, I need money. Like, this whole community <laughs> is crazy. There are several scenes of people taking other people to the graveyard to yeah. just talk about people There's they know who died. There's a scene where Jared Padalecki... So the thrust of the movie is Jared Padalecki starts working in a mural for which he's going to get $500, which partially covers... He has a brother who doesn't do shit to help. Yeah. Yep. Or say the, any uh, lines. The mother, the, the mother, obviously, also incapable of helping solve her own problem. She said she's gotten numerous extensions also alone would solve this problem? Yeah. I mean, just... Refinance. Well, the point of getting an extension is that you'd be working towards getting the money. She's like, I got an extension, so now I can go even longer Without while being a dummy. doing anything, yeah. <laughs> uh, Volunteering with the I a stupid children's pageant. I got a couple slices of pizza and I tipped $5,000. <laughs> which is, in retrospect, maybe a little yeah. high. She, she works for the church putting on a children's pageant for Christmas. An unpaid position yep. yeah. that would yep. go perfectly fine without her. I assume churches know how to put on Christmas pageants like it's a rote thing at this point. They've they do been it doing every it for 2,000 year. years. So. But in any case, Jared Padalecki is painting a mural. An old man comes up to him with a dog and he decides like, oh, I'm going to paint you on this mural, old man. And the old man's like, I'm touched. Come with me to the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've known you for five seconds now. It's time you see my dead son. So they yeah. go see his dead son, which results in maybe the best shot of a movie where there's a, it's a shot of his dead son's gravestone and next to it is a dog looking confused. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dog's natural reaction to grief. Yeah. Is a, if, uh, if there's ever an appropriate case. time for a dog reaction shot, it's human suffering. I feel like, um... Yeah. So it was like, at this point we realized that this town essentially the graveyard is pretty central to this entire don't town. got don't got much to do in this town. We don't have any fancy bowling alleys or we movie theater. We, we go down to the graveyard every night and just look at the tombstones. There used to be a bowling alley, but there's the great bowling alley fire of 1973. Some now people saved <laughs> over the bowling alley to made... make a new impromptu graveyard. Some people say it was a tragedy, but we like to think of it as a graveyard expansion. <laughs> every biggest year. graveyard in the state. 
We ain't got no hospital, just a bigger graveyard. Every year in Placerville, we have the Elephant Festival, where the elephants come to mourn their dead. <laughs> and themselves die. And yeah. then make a bigger elephant graveyard. We don't go to that part of the graveyard, because the light doesn't touch there. <laughs> We're the end it's point not on the circle rocking, of life. <laughs> it doesn't continue. There are no births in Placerville, just death. Everything turns to ash on Christmas Day. <laughs> So, to get help for the house non-problem, uh, Thomas Kincaid reaches out to his absentee father, who Played spins... by the original party animal. Yep. Just a guy with a mustache who Spuds just... McKenzie. Who know. says things like, Uno momento, partner. Yep. Yeah, and and then... has a trunk full of porn, and yeah. I says to his children, Yeah, you can sell that. That's probably worth a few drachmas. Yeah. Which, it's a, old porn, <laughs> not pirate gold, so... It's really, really old porn <laughs> of, like, Odysseus. Yeah. It's became, Mary Todd Lincoln. We became obsessed with his use of the phrase drachmas. <laughs> and his obsession with just any foreign currency. Foreign <laughs> dead currency. Foreign currency and lighting fireworks and throwing them at his children. I'd love to spot you a few kroners. But, uh... uh I've only got a few shekels left to Ooh, get a. a I'm dead of rubles. <laughs> you know, this drink costs thirty-one fifty-seven Deutschmarks. I remember <laughs> when I was flush, I had a wallet, and I was swimming with beaver pelts. All this. I uh, lost all my imperial I, credits on a pyramid scheme. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Oh, um, yeah. Also, at one point when his son calls him, and he's like, "I have a problem." He's like, oh, is it lady problems? Do you want me to pinch hit for you? Which is another way of saying... I want to have sex with a younger woman. Yeah, yeah. it's like, hey, crazy dad, you're... You're like there, the cool dad, but you also want to fuck, you aggre- aggressively want to fuck my It's also worth noting that there is and isn't a love interest in this movie. Yeah, it's... In that every girl who's younger in town seems attracted to Jared Padalecki, but doesn't have a personality, yeah. and only shows up for one scene to act like they're attracted to him. Yeah. Well, he's because of the horrible mural he's painting. Yeah, it's not very good. It's a Thomas Kincaid painting. Yeah. Uh, I think it's actually subpar. I think yeah. it's below an average a Thomas Kincaid painting. That's true. It's, oh, it's his early work. It's weird looking people and like, hmm, how did he get to Berkeley They're with all that standing in the level? foreground except for a couple people yeah, like, in really the background. Yeah, like really bad composition. The composition the is horrible. Yeah, it's not very good. So, um, I mean, the dad thing with the mother, I'm just going to spoil it right now, that gets solved by some deus ex machina. It's not... Well, they, I guess, um, they join a talent show at the very mm-hmm. end, which the prize, the prize is... The $3,150. Yeah, it's ex- the exact amount of money to the penny. And uh, and so, Thomas Kincaid's like, I'll have to quickly draw a painting, and he does, and they, they come in last place. Yep. So, Peter O'Toole steps in after the miracle of... The light, I guess, helps him with something. He comes out of the dark zone. Yeah. He exits the void, the abyss. Like a dead soul re-entering the world from the seventh circle of hell, carrying a mangled stick and berobed in black. Yeah. Death coming to find its victim and drag them screaming to the underworld. He's a black crier. Yeah, he's Hades. Yeah, he is a crow heralding only death. He's a white walker. 
Uh, anyway, he appears at the Kincaid house, uh, shaking. Like, this will be my last Christmas. He's like, yeah, he, this is my last painting, and we were really hoping he would blow his brains out. Yeah, there's several just... scenes where Peter O'Toole, he's looking in the darkness, and he's sad, and he's a genius, or whatever. And then he just spaces out like he's having a stroke, and I'm like, oh, he's dead. There's he's an dead amazing now. And scene. And then after this scene, he won't reappear. There's an amazing but scene then he just keeps showing up again. I was like, "Oh, he's still alive, I guess." There's an amazing scene where he's painting a uh, painting of a woman, <laughs> and he's he's completed the painting at this point. He's like, "Now for the final touches to add a little bit of lipstick to the completed lips, which I've already yeah painted. Just a little dab, stroke. <laughs> oh no, I've her. made a Joker smile all <laughs> over my woman painting. <laughs> my woman painting." <laughs> Then he just goes catatonic. Yeah, for a he goes while. really. He gets really sad, and starts crying. Yeah, because... there's a whole scene with Jared Padalecki talking at Peter O'Toole, and Peter O'Toole just on acid or something. <laughs> He's just staring it's straight true. ahead. He turned into not thing. reacting to anything. It's like this T Rex is monologuing at me and crying. It's I like a solid three minutes still. of him not doing anything. He, I yeah. thought he was dead when the scene started. Yeah. I did. I literally thought he was dead yeah, I thought... when the scene started because it's just him not blinking, staring into the middle distance. Just no movement. Pale. Pale. The face of death. Yeah. And Jared Padalecki is just like giving him this heartfelt speech. And I'm like, oh, he must have found him dead and he's doing this. And then he moves like, I don't know, a nightmare skeleton. (laughs) And you're like, oh. it, it, It lives. Or this movie just took a strange turn towards Terrorville. Yeah. It's worth noting, this town for all intents and purposes, is like a Stephen King town, but from the perspective of all the characters who don't know, there's something evil lurking beneath their town. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. it, but the kids aren't around. They're off fighting it. So it's just the parents who don't know that there's a devil clown. It's that kind of vibe. Because yeah. these people are horribly scarred in some way. They behave oddly. They're quick to anger. Yeah, any- Peter O'Toole lives in a dead zone. <sighs> What it is, is anytime there's... They're incapable. The, the mother is clearly some kind of alcoholic or, or, or drug addict because she just sits around like, I'm in debt. I don't know what to... Help this is me. completely helpless. Uh, and anytime they show anybody who's not... Madness Thomas has Thomas Kincaid, the mom, or Peter O'Toole, anytime it's just one of the townsfolk, it's just saying, ain't these some colorful townsfolk? Ain't they? Ain't they? But they don't. They're, it, yeah, it's, but it it, it's, it's so hard with it. It is. It is like there's an undercurrent of madness. Like these people are trying to mask something that's seriously wrong. Like you have the two yeah. people who are doing the Christmas rivals yeah. who are they're decorating oh, their yeah, front that's... porch or their front yard with a bunch of Christmas. And they're like they're in a veritable cold war of uh escalation it's just they toss it in the script because they've seen it before like the competing i didn't even laugh at it it was so funny and they didn't there's no resolution uh they show it for like one scene and then it like it's it kind of takes like a dark turn because one of the neighbors gets like a pa system and like in one of like the little it's like a david lynch turn it's just like he's just screaming into the microphone just like my house is better than yours and keeping his neighbors awake yeah. and it's like in complete insanity. And then he kidnaps the neighbors, slices open their eyeballs. <laughs> 
all of this. Uh, a couple things I wanted to mention before we move on to our next big topic. Well, yeah, Chris right. Elliott in a wig. Well, that awesome too. Awesome character. But yeah. uh, Peter O'Toole, just the greatest piece of set dressing I've ever seen in any movie. Peter O'Toole just has a lamp, and on the base of the lamp, there's just this little wooden carving. It just says, 100% in quotation marks. <laughs> so I don't know if it's ironic or what. And I'm going to get and that then on a shirt. And then, there's so a, if anybody asks me, what does 100% in quotes mean? I'm like, well, it's a shot at a very obscure reference in a movie that's about Thomas Kincaid, which is a guy that I hate. You'll be crowned um, king of the hipsters. I want to mention um, two moments I want to mention real quick. First... There is one minority in town. Mm, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It is a really racist person. Yeah, who is an Asian man who runs a laundromat and has confusing traditions. <laughs> Don't yeah. sweep the dirt outside the house. Put it back in. Yeah. And <laughs> for some reason. And he like, speaks in a really and he like, gives you know, Thomas like, Kincaid's mother oh, a dirt red very lantern. Lucky. Yeah. Dirt, dirt very dirt very lucky. Yeah, yeah. He gives her Not a red lantern. Yeah, like, he gives her a red lantern because I think he's implying to solve your money woes, become a prostitute. Yeah, yeah. There is a scene where all the townspeople get together, like and you it's think a wonderful they're going to give her money, and you're like, but oh, they just this start goes... like cleaning her house. They but they start don't fixing her house. They which aren't isn't cleaning her house at all. Yeah. First of all, the Asian man is putting dirt inside of her house. Yeah, there's a woman who has some kind of dementia who's really old. Yeah, who's just hammering randomly at the wall. Yeah, like. Again, this town is the face of madness. In it. Yeah, they're like, we came over to fix up your house because we heard that you had house problems. She's like, no, it's that I can't pay my rent. And then they start trying they to fix her house, which house. was, was yeah. in no need of fixing, and then destroy it. The Tomb of Cthulhu it's like is somewhere off. underneath this town. <laughs> yeah. Not only does this movie have the dog reaction shots, it has so many crazy old lady reaction shots. Which I think are actually better than dog reaction shots. It's, oh. it's hard. It's a toss-up. But we have to mention one more thing. I'm sorry. But we have to mention. So they're having a Christmas pageant. Oh, and yeah. And the lights are on. You know how stage light gets. They're hot. And there's all these wooden cutouts of animals that Thomas Kincaid's character has shittily painted. And they start to melt because he used too much wax to paint these cutouts of animals. As you do. Yeah, that's... It, it, it makes zero sense. I would make a joke about his thought process, but I have no idea what it would be. And, and so there's Chris like, Elliott becomes enraged. There's like these yeah. set pieces that are like slightly melting and everybody's fucking cracking. Oh, up. yeah. Like it's the funniest thing they ever did see. Oh, my God. It's oh, like, my word. He shouldn't have used wax it's before comedy on those invented. wooden cutouts that have no texture whatsoever. Yeah. And then a tree falls on an old woman and I think she dies. Yes, well, all of our relatives are dead, so we take humor where we can find it. Every time uh, someone dies, the town just celebrates graveyard expansion. Graveyard expansion. Woo, uh, graveyard expansion. Let's move on to... The movie does uh, end in a graveyard where Peter O'Toole oh, yeah. Yeah. rests in peace. And they have, like, little, like... You no, know, they go through a montage, a montage and they're, like... All the, the montage people. starts with, like, well, this guy died, this guy's dead Yeah, now. you don't remember uh, most of these characters. She's dead. Yeah, it's characters that showed up for, and like, three like, seconds, like, like, she went on to be a chiropractor it's, it's like, like i don't give jim. a shit i have to like these characters yeah. in the first place to care old jim what went on do. having his crazy adventures who the fuck is old jim yeah. well old jim I was in the background in one shot remember he, he went, went on adventures with huck finn remember he was the guy who so. showed up and he was like hey cool mur mural and then uh we 
Then he was off the set. We never paid him. <laughs> and he might have been then, in the background of the pageant. And Old Jim existed in the fever dream of Peter O'Toole. And I think his girlfriend shows up and like hugs him in one scene, and then that's it. And then at the end, when they're doing all the outros, oh, yeah. it's like, and that's a story for another time. And I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, well, a really minor character gets like, eh, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> it's like, You've seen the Christmas the cottage now. In all of check out half the scenes. Christmas lodge. Thomas Kincaid's follow-up. It's what happens to his uh, bowels and during well, Christmas time. But we should move on because it's Christmas time, and we want to give you a very special episode. Yeah, yeah we. we uh, the trivia season's over. There's no time for competition at Christmas. Jesus wasn't the god of competition. No, he no. was. He was the god of tricks. And oh. well, he was also the god of competition. And the god. Mm. Of... There's only one god in this pantheon. No, uh, well, he was the god of violent competition. Drachmas. Enemy competition. Friendly competition. He was not the god of. Uh, so he chariot races. That. Yes. That was Monopoly, Jim Varney. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my contribution nice. for a a Christmas cottage classic is kkk nope nope didn't say that i decided that we should view star wars holiday Ooh. special while brian falls asleep brian missed uh, the majority was, of the film i it think i made the wisest choice of all yeah well he um, missed the animated segment he missed the b arthur segment yeah, you really missed the meat and potatoes of the holiday special. Yeah, you I stayed awake all, for the part at the really beginning where no is, one speaks in English. Yeah. No dialogue, Wookiees The 15 arguing. minutes Wally style opening where there's no discernible dialogue. Yeah, 19, we open. Um, this is, it, it was aired in 1978. Uh, there's, Once. It, it, yeah, yeah, once and then never again, no DVD release or anything like that. It was between it was, Empire Strikes Back and A New Hope. Yeah, so th- at this point in time, New Hope was the only thing in in the uh, in the series. I believe the opening crawl actually titled it Episode Four and a Half. Well, that was that a, was that a, was a fan-made, fan-made opening. Uh, that was a fan-made one. We watched it on okay. the YouTube's because it made reference to Greedo who dies in A New Hope um, because you ra- later see one of Greedo's species in a cantina scene, but there's no way it can be Greedo. There's just no way. They were really concerned with the canon on... uh, Actually, technically, this is canonical. It is canonical. We looked it up, and technically, the Star Wars Holiday Special counts as something that happened in the Star Wars universe. Because guess what? Nothing of consequence happened. (laughs) There's a Wookiee argument for half an hour. And then there's a weird holographic dance number done by Jefferson Starship. Yes, this is the first... I guess if it has any significance, is the first appearance of Bob- Boba Fett in the uh, Star Wars universe. As Father Christmas. And the most dialogue he's ever gotten in any of the iterations of Star Wars, I would say. Brian um, missed all that. In an actual, actually, I'm like, a pretty legitimately cool cartoon segment that was, you know, it's 1978, so it's very old school, kind of akin to, like, heavy metal and things like that, which I'm partial to. Like, the part of this I did see, it's weird, I know it came out before the rest of the original trilogy but i can see the foreshadowing of the prequels yep and it like in return of the jedi and everything like, like that. you know what i care like about money. chewbacca's family life basically His annoying let's, child let's that looks step aside like for a minute just a weird rabbit lumpy thing. you mean lumpy. lumpy um yes we'll step aside for least likable child i think i've ever seen it reminds me of scrooge because the love interest in scrooge calls bill murray lumpy it's a much better movie Yes. If you are planning on celebrating Christmas or whatever holiday you choose to celebrate, please don't watch this movie. Yeah, both. Well, either of these movies. Well, both. Yeah, both Christmas Cottage and the Star Wars Holiday Special are one-time viewings only. So we open with I would argue it's Life Day. Viewing. Life Day, <laughs> yeah. part of Star Wars: War on Christmas. They don't celebrate Christmas in the 
Nor Star do Wars I, universe. I also celebrate Life Day, which is basically uh, a vaguely know. defined Wookiee yeah, holiday. The way I you celebrate cel- Halloween three, the season of the witch. The, right. Basically, the way you celebrate Life Day is just to wing it. It's yeah. Like, just oh, wing it. we gotta. <laughs> basically, Life Day. It's of utmost importance, like to get. And be together with your family. Like that Han and Chewie are like fighting their way your through life. Imperial Convoys. That's how important it is. You can't do what people do in the real world where if their flight gets canceled or they're busy, they just don't spend the holidays with their family and everyone's fine and continues to be alive. Yep. The stakes in this movie are literally Chewbacca needs to spend life day with his family because there is something in the species of Wookiee that if they don't spend life day together, they all die. Nope, not true. Um, Life Day is well, like Festivus. You haven't but read even my Star specific. Wars fiction yeah. <laughs> that I'm writing, my new my new novel called The Life, Life Day, Day Massacre. Or else. That's why it's called Life Days, because if you don't celebrate it, you're fucking dead. Yeah. Life or death, life or death. Life or death day. Yeah, it's the first half an hour of it really, really drags on because there's we, almost we, no dialogue. We open with I technically we open with Han and Chewie, and they're like, and Han's like, I know, buddy. Harrison Ford is in this. Yeah. Hey, I know, buddy. We got to get you home for Life Day. It's important. We're on our way. Warp speed. And then they <laughs> cut to um, Chewie's family, where they all speak Forever. in Wookie. They speak in Wookie, and they have no subtitles. Yeah. So no, it's, no one to translate. So it's just like po- it's like a sitcom, but no dialogue. Yeah. Instead, there's just like pointing. Yeah. And gesturing very vaguely. Yeah. And like, then there's a like a You kind of get the long... idea that things are supposed to be going on. Like, oh, Lumpy wants to eat cookies, but his mom doesn't want him to. But instead of having clever dialogue that makes the situation funny, they just go. For half an hour. And then there's a really weird Cirque du Soleil holographic musical number. Yeah. And the these first guys of were about... surprised I fell asleep. And the, the, it was the first of about three that appear in this movie. Full disclosure, most of the musical interludes we fast forwarded through. We just through. skipped because they're all the same. And it's they're like, really long. They're so long. They are trippy as balls. Yeah. Like, I think this... At we stayed away point, for B. Arthur's musical number, though. Yeah, B. We, Arthur's we did, we did, uh, top notch. Eventually, Art Carney shows up, and he's yeah. some as kind some of kind of like repairman, weird trader slash inventor on the Wookiee home planet. Not Kashyyyk, but Kazook. Kazook. Yeah, it's this is canon. First introduction of the planet. Yeah, tell your nerd friends next time they bring up Kashyyyk, as they do. Yeah, from that time it's to time. um technically uh it's uh, Kazook. You know, in the uh, 1978 holiday special, uh, they pronounce uh, Kazook, which is the first appearance of... Uh, <laughs> Lumpy. <laughs> and, yeah, Beloved and character, uh, Lumpy. Lumpy, Mala, and Itchy. Like, they call him Chewy, but it's short for Chewbacca. They shouldn't have Itchy. It sounds like a dog name at that point. Or a character from a TV show on The Simpsons. That's true. That's that's also true. So I, after I think the Empire Art, gets Art Carney shows point. up, yeah, the Empire comes to Art Carney's play house and steals his toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened for some reason, and then he comes, yeah. and then he goes over to the Chewbacca family house, and he's like, the Empire's the Empire for no real reason is like embargo. Nobody's going anywhere. We're cutting off all access routes. He looks at the camera. Every like, planet. Looks like the Empire is striking back. Uh, that didn't happen. You um, were asleep. I'm you make, were asleep. I made up a movie in my mind. <laughs> it's already a movie. It's called The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, also, uh, this movie was crazier than any of the dreams you had, so... Yes. <laughs> right now. 
easily possible. I do remember waking up during a portion where Chewbacca's wife is watching a cooking show where the guy's just like, beat, <laughs> oh, beat, yeah. stir, beat, serve, beat, serve, beat, like beat, beat, There's a gag, arms, there's a gag just... that goes on. I, I'm gonna use, it I, goes on. I'm using air quotes when I say gag. Okay? Yeah. She sees a guy cross-dressing, the original Tyler Perry, basically, uh, cross-dressing as a fat woman who's on a cooking show. And he's teaching Chewbacca's wife, Mala, I guess, Mala. how to cook. And then they just go into this segment for about five minutes where the person on the TV just goes, beat, stir, beat, stir, spur, stir, stir, beat, stir. And they have more arms than normal, so it's funny. And it's just the Mala, cutting back between Mala and the person on the TV, stirring a pot furiously. That's it. That's five minutes of your life. I didn't have the visuals on this. I didn't open my eyes. I just had the audio. It was very... And I'm like, how long is this going on? It goes on so long. Um, you know that thing where a joke goes on a really long time and then it's supposed to get funny again? Somehow. It never happened. Yeah, it didn't really no. happen. <laughs> it just, my own torture became kind of amusing. Like that solace you get when you've your mind has been broken and your own torture becomes sort of in its way amusing. You realize your own insignificance like a cosmic horror situation. That is a reaction I had to watching the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. It's like um, Peter O'Toole in a barn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to a dead zone. That's what happened to Peter O'Toole. He saw the Star Wars <laughs> holiday special. He's like, madness. I will never There's paint again. There's nothing but madness. There's no beauty in the world. Only the Star Wars holiday special. Peter O'Toole. <laughs> Art Carney shows up at Chewie's house, and the Empire shows up at Chewie's house. And uh, Chewie's not there yet. Nope. And, uh, Christmas Cottage did take place in the late 70s, didn't it? Yeah. I was 1977 in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Also, Mark Hamill in the Holiday Special looks really pallid. Well, it's, it was like before his, hair his is bleached. It's before his motorcycle accident, so he was really like boyish looking yeah. back then. Even but they, but they looks, put too much makeup on him. He looks whiter and blonder than he did on. in New Hope. There is a scene... I don't know, he looked pretty white and blonde There's in New a Hope. scene with Mark Hamill where he and R2 are working on something, and all of a sudden, whatever it is, just starts shooting gas at him, and all I could think was, I hope it's Joker gas, <gasps> and Mark Hamill is about to turn into the Joker, because He's, what yeah. an awesome twist that would be. That'd be a great <laughs> crossover. Would that Star be Batman Wars and canon Batman? also? Yeah, I It'd guess. definitely be Star Wars canon, because what the don't they fucking include? They have lunch boxes in Star Wars canon. Yeah. But yeah. uh It sounds like What I, was inside? It sounds like a terrible, Falcon. terrible like fan crossover script like and then the uh, Joker comes to fight Hot and Chewy. And it turns out the Joker is the Jedi, but, but then uh, he goes to the Sith. Joker was uh, <laughs> actually Leak Skywalker all along because if you get too much force, you become uh If you get too much force. <laughs> no, that's that's way too much force. You don't want to use it. But then um after Art Carney's hanging out with the Wookiees, um, you get a cartoon in the only like re- really legitimately entertaining part of the of the special, which is like the first appearance of Boba Fett, and you have Han Solo, in Luke a, Skywalker. A little vignette um, that kind of half makes sense. Boba Fett shown doing something way cooler than he's ever done in any of the movies because Boba Fett doesn't do shit in the movies except get killed by accident by a blind dude and rely on other people to do all his dirty work for him. But in this, he wrangles some kind of lava dragon. So that's all right. But then he has the upper hand on them at the end when he's revealed to be a traitor and he just flies away. Like they all have their blasters and weapons sheathed and he has his pointing at them and they reveal that he's a traitor and he just 
flies away. They like they land on a hostile planet, and they and he's and Boba Fett shows up, wrangles the like big lizard, and he's like, "You're my or I'm your only hope to get out of here, friend. So you should follow me." And then eventually it's revealed that he's like talking to Vader, and he's like, "Yeah, I got these guys." So and Vader's up? like, "Sup?" James Earl Jones <laughs> recorded about two lines for this. They use some recycled footage of Darth Vader, I think. They use a lot yeah. of recycled footage. And then it shows, like, Han, Luke, C-3PO, and R2-D- R2-D2 all hanging out. They're like, yeah, apparently uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 intercepted a transmission from Boba Fett and Darth Vader. So I yeah. guess he's a bad guy. And then Luke and says then Boba something Fett like... And is like, well, that's weird. And then Boba <laughs> Fett just like, see ya, bails. But he actually uses his jetpack, though, which is cool. And then they say something about, like, if a word for droid sense, we'd be in a real pickle or... Yeah, he sure pulled me one over on me. Good thing we had that droid sense of rationality or something, praising how rational and good R2-D2 is. Yep. And then they just go home. <laughs> Cut to B. Arthur running the cantina. It's not a particular plot point at all. It's just B. Arthur. Guy with a hole in his head. There's a guy shows up who has six fingers and a hole in the top of his head like a volcano. Other than that, he's completely like normal. He's in love human. with B. Arthur. He's in love with B. Arthur, and he's like, hey, I need a drink, B. Arthur. And then she just pours, pours it down the top head. of his head. And um, then, um, which is pretty cool. And then, of course, it's a cantina, so they're playing that same song. By the way, song that, that love with B. Arthur. B. Arthur's like, oh, I don't love you. End of storyline. Yep. Sorry. Then the yeah. empire goes. Hey, Which is we're gonna why, shut you guys down. Everybody in, in the cantina is so angry because they constantly hear that song <laughs> on a loop. Like, I'm all sick of it. I'm time. just trying to get drunk. <laughs> yeah. It's too peppy and weird. <laughs> and then they, and then after every set, the band has like a really long lull, and people are like, maybe they won't play this time. Maybe they won't play, and it's just like, like God damn it! Then the Empire comes up on the screen. They're like, hey, we're going to shut you guys down indefinitely. And no then reason. Arthur sings a sad song. And everybody decides and to stay at the goes. cantina. The sad song does have a really good rhyming scheme because what they do is they, they make friend. every line end with the word friend. So See you later, friend. Is Get that a tear, door, friend? friend? You Maybe forgot you to should pay stay your friend. Tab, friend. You're really gonna tip that much, friend. Get the fuck out of my But they all decide to stay together in the cantina in the end for whatever. I don't know if Life Day is celebrated on Tatooine. It'd be hard to coordinate a holiday intergalactically. Also, it'd be be hard for the the Empire to shut down every planet on the system simultaneously for almost no reason. Yeah, the Empire doesn't give a shit about Tatooine. That's why it's ruled by, like, fucking mob leaders, and that's it. The bar is full of people who have the death sentence. On 12 systems. You think they're really gonna, like, obey a curfew if they're wanted for murder in (laughs) 12 different planets? 12 different places, but... Curfew? You you told me to go home. I'm not gonna... It's almost sunset. (laughs) 6.30. (sighs) Oh... We should do our uh, final thoughts on this holiday crap bag. Christmas Cottage is, it's like garden, it's like a Christmas garden state, but more self-indulgent, which is saying and something. And worse written, worse soundtrack, worse acted. Yeah, it's just, it's just, ugh, it's, ugh. It's just that guy, Jared Padalecki or whatever, <laughs> who's just an underwear model. 
looking contemplative and he makes a shitty painting and everybody thinks it's great and everybody thinks this town is great and everything everybody thinks this christmas pageant is great because they're clearly in denial it's kind of funny with how over the top it is i'll give it that and they don't use the line denial is only a river in e- isn't just a river in egypt but they so should that's good. That, i wouldn't rule that line being out of this uh this christmas movie my final thoughts on this holiday uh treats what i saw of the star wars special was insane like they're both horrible both of these things are absolutely fucking horrible in completely different ways yeah uh star wars is like an acid trip i assume i've not oh yeah there's a acid. scene where uh art carney comes by and gives the wookie grandfather this is he says something like this is really good stuff and the wookie grandfather sits down in a chair inserts it into the arm of the chair puts a helmet over him and has a crazy acid trip seriously yep. yeah so these movies have old men having apparent acid trips together uh and it's it's a jefferson starship video is the acid trip he has Thomas yeah. thomas kincaid Cromus. it's not his name thomas kincaid's christmas Cromus kincaid's christmas special cottage crumpus crumpus cottage it's my new rap album. It's also the soundtrack to uh, Mummy High or whatever. Mum's the word. Mum's the, 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 the word for colored girls when the rainbow isn't enough based on the novel Pushed, Pushed by, by Sapphire. Sapphire. Um, also, it's Tyler Perry's. Yeah. yeah. One black person in the cast. But <laughs> if you've seen the Thomas Kincaid painting... You could make that into a movie in your mind, and you probably have a good sense of the Christmas Cottage. Okay, we're making also, a exciting movie one black where people die in movie, and there's Tyler a fight. Perry should be the one. Yeah, mm-hmm. he should be the one. Yep, make him to raise he needs the that red cheddar. lantern. He needs that cheddar. I didn't really do any final thoughts on the Star Wars holiday special, but I'll do them really quickly. As a huge Star Wars nerd, I think it's good that I at least got it out of the way because there's some significant things as far as the canon mm-hmm. goes. Like but we said. You'll always have the ability to correct your nerd friends. Yeah. Uh, technically, uh, I think Kazook. you mean Kazook. Uh, nobody says Kashyyyk anymore. Think about it. Other than that, it's a fucking waste of time. There's a Wookiee choir. Princess Leia sings a really weird song at the <laughs> yeah. end. Yeah. That was really strange. God, it's cool. For a minute, Brian was looking at me weird because I put my glasses on upside down because these films have driven me to madness. <laughs> um, madness. This, this puts you in the shed. Is in weird ways. Two alternate views of how the holidays mm-hmm. create insanity in all of us, I guess. I the stress and the time and the, the urge to feel something at the holidays. With the Christmas cottage, it's like that's overwrought sentimentality, like your crazy ass parents who are like, you know, this Christmas is gonna be amazing! Ah! And they're just going mad with trying to make Christmas this weird ideal that yeah, doesn't man. exist. Yeah. And that's okay and that's good, but for some reason it's driving them to this this wall of of fucking darkness and and death lights. That just makes them want to have yeah. this perfect Christmas. And then the holiday special, the Star Wars holiday special, is an entirely different thing in that it's this idea of almost what Pat was saying, the capitalism and consumer of Christmas going to this insane extent. Like, oh, it's Christmas. We can make money on Star Wars things. Let's do a Star Wars special. It doesn't have to just fucking people love Star Wars. Let's toss it out there. People will buy it. People will love it. Fucking buy it. Love it. Eat it. Just eat, breathe and shit Christmas. Even shove it into everything. Every orifice of every pop culture artifact. It's like a goddamn rape fiend. 
<laughs> yeah, basically the Christmas. I was wondering where that was. The going. Christmas cottage is Christmas is everything, and the Star Wars holiday special is Christmas, Christmas can be, in, be everything. in everything. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's yeah, my like, run. There's no Christmas cottage is like there's no point in life besides Christmas. The holiday special is like Christmas has to be our ubiquitous master for two months, mm-hmm. and we take that to an extreme extent, stick it where it doesn't belong, and. I, I thought we could wind down by let, just briefly. What what are your guys's Christmas wishes? I want to get a video game, play it, and love. Or just no, like in a more general sense. I'd like a new wardrobe. A new I don't wardrobe. know. Fucking, I don't. I don't have Christmas wishes on a grand scale. How Ruby, about a good Batman movie? I need Ruby quartz oh, nice. glasses and the new trailer for Batman: The Dark Knight Rises was all right. I'm gonna see Moneyball on Wednesday. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy times. So some crazy Christmas wishes. Should we... Christmas fishes. I also I wish, wish for, for infinite Christmas wishes. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I also wish for Mom's the Word to be a real movie yeah. at some point. We are TM. five pages into the screenplay. Yes. Um, and after that, it writes itself. We're going to write the rest of it on the plane to Hollywood, California. I have a Christmas wish for several uh, ten-minute-long interludes, be, interludes uh, of musical. I have a Christmas wish for the Kardashians to be tortured and killed on live TV. We have Katy Perry down to do a musical number in Mom's the Word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Booked her perfect. Booked her perfect. during this podcast. I've been where she's going to wear a sexy mummy outfit. <laughs> uh, it's a normal mummy outfit, mummy outfit with boobs cut out. <laughs> it's not yep, that sexy. It's gonna be gratuitously gratuitous nudity, basically. Yeah. We've signed her to do mummy nudity. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's look back on what we well, learned. We should keep that under, under wraps. Ah, 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 ah. Merry Christmas. I was gonna do a Christmas <laughs> Keeper pod at the end Christmas. of this spoiler crossover. Um, which we should have done Black Christmas at some point. I know, but I only get one pick, and I spent it on Die Hard. Anyways, it was always I'd, next year. I'd have a pick, and you know. Oh. No, there isn't, because end of the world. This is the last Christmas ever. So. Last Christmas. Enjoy your last Christmas, while we look back on what we learned very briefly. What do we learn? We learned that Thomas Kincaid is crazy and full of shit, and he should not make movies or be involved in paintings or be alive, and just be a guy who feuds with Walt Disney. If he could cryogenically freeze himself. And we'll pick a date where they'll both be unfrozen and fight. Yeah, he should focus on his Walt Disney War first yeah. and foremost. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see, we learned that Wookiees sing, and that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Wookiees, yeah. Uh, we learned that Kashyyyk is actually Kazook. And we learned that Boba Fett actually talks. Mm-hmm. But only we learned that we learned what Wookiees do for entertainment. Acid. Yes. Yeah. We learned that Placidville uh, boasts the area's nicest graveyard and racial stereotypes. Mm-hmm. We learned that Thomas Kincaid's father loves foreign currency. We learned to not just give your money away. We learned what Jesus loves and stands for. Tricks. For Tricks. all of us here at the First World Privilege Hour, it's we'd a like, trap. We'd like to wish you a happy life day. Happy, happy life day. An unbelievably ideal Christmas. And this holiday season, may your green sleeves not turn Blood red. Ah, 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 ah. So yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I just I don't have the heart anymore. Just... Too much Christmas. You too... don't have the heart. Uh, Anyways, I was Zach. Old men, Wookies on acid trips. Powers. Uh, what was I? What was I? Pat needs a drink. Like... Oh, I need a drink. Like I need a hole in my head and B. Arthur in my bed.
And I'm just dead. Ryan Flynn. Rhyme time. 3,000 drachmas in debt. <laughs> we hope you don't get coal in your stocking, because if you do, you'll have to bury him. A guy named Cole. Yeah. Happy uh, holidays. Uh, uh, swore on Christmas. Uh, put a laugh yeah, in there. Yeah, we, we don't believe in Christmas. Happy holidays.